This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's new chief innovation officer spent his entire career in technology, that is, before joining government. But as a different kind of CIO, Sultan Megji will apply that technology experience in a much different way. Megji tells executive editor Jason Miller about his plans for developing the role of chief innovation officer. It is a role designed to run FDI Tech Lab and to a degree centralize and coordinate all of the different innovative functions, not just internally, but also externally with the market. For the last almost 30 years, I've been a technologist predominantly. I'm artificial intelligence. I worked on the plumbing of the internet, things like that. But it's mostly the last 10 years has been about driving innovative programs into the market and the private sector. And so that's the same kind of thing I'm going to be doing here, which is to look at all of the different things going on in the market, all of the changes that are happening, you know, the impact of the pandemic, the impact of digital banking, fintechs, you know, you just walk down all this list and and figure out how to bring it into the FDIC and and drive it so that we continue to, under our mandate, ensure that the banks of the United States ensure they're run safely and soundly, but then also ensure that they're inclusive for the entire American population. We continue to push down that. So generally speaking, would you say your role is more external than internal or, and I know it's just getting started, so you will pave the path for whichever direction you want to go, but but coming into the discussion, do you you believe you're going to be focused more externally? I don't think I know. I don't think we we know yet. And I think it's going to ebb and flow, right? You know, this is a bit of a blank sheet uh, role. And so there are just a lot of things going on and there's a lot of amazing work being done already inside of FDIC. So I, I would not be at all surprised to see both play significant roles, but I don't think I could tell you which is going to be dominant. When you went through this process and started thinking about, and you had conversations about the role and do I want to yeah. take it? Do I not? How was it presented to you? Was it this, is that, is that the attractiveness to it that you get to kind of write your own job description in many ways? There are two things that really got me excited initially. The first was having interacted with the FDIC um, across all aspects of the organization in my previous role, but also knowing the chairman a little bit, knowing some of the leadership and and previous people at FDIC as well. It's just a wonderful organization, just fantastic people. Their hearts are in the right place. They put in the good work you'd expect trying to do this. The second is years ago when I got into banking originally, I very specifically wanted to get into it because I had gone to the town that my grandparents grew up uh, grew up in in the middle of Illinois. And the town used to be kind of a bustling little town. And it's really it was really just a shell of what it used to be. And, you know, talking to the people there, talking to, to family members, it was because the bank closed. And all of a sudden, that local economy really started to struggle. The local, you know, the average person was struggling, Main Street was struggling. And I realized that there was a significant disconnect between the availability of banking writ large in this country and what we were not getting because of all of the challenges of the last few decades in community banking in particular. And so, you know, my previous job, I started a company and I ran it for for a while. And and now in this, it's about the ability for me to move the needle across the entire banking sector to really keep things from like that from happening make sure that the banks in this country are strong, they're vibrant, they're thriving, and that because of that, the average American, the average small business, Main Street can actually thrive as well. One of the things that you talk about your former role, why don't we talk about the, the company that you came from, you were the founder and, and CEO of Neocova. What was that? What is that? And then how does that kind of, how did you get kind of pulled into the FDIC? <laughs> well, I... Uh, 
so the company, I started it to be an artificial intelligence and cloud computing native technology company to serve this exact sector, you know, and that, that huge demand in the market, you know, for, for highly secured, highly advanced analytic and, and, and cloud computing technology for the sector. One of the things when we talk about the role, and we talked about this just a little while ago, how it's almost a blank sheet of paper. So walk me some of your initial thoughts about how you're going to create your roadmap, your strategy for, for how you'll impact the financial sector. What, what are some of the initial, what's your 30, 60, 90 day goals, right? You're a CEO, you know about those. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, while it is to a degree a blank sheet of paper, there's a lot of amazing work inside of FDIC and across some, some of the other federal agencies. And so, you know, it, it's it's not, okay, we have to start being innovative. It's, hey, we're being innovative in a bunch of different ways. Let's pull it all together and wrap a strategy around it and wrap some more data-driven, metrics-driven activity around it. You know, all the normal stuff you do, you know, in, in a situation like this. Uh, we also are very fortunate in that the chairman has laid a very clear path in terms of the vision that sits behind this. The, the biggest thing for me, though, is understanding how we can move the needle in the most impactful way, in the most secure way. Right. And in the most in the least friction kind of way, the downstream effects of the pandemic have resulted in one of the largest digital transformation programs in the banking sector in history. You know, the, the move away from branch style activities to digital activities, you know, PPP, you look at how PPP was rolled out mostly out of the community banking sector and what, how they used fintechs to support that in some cases. And in other cases, they had people working three shifts. And so we need to think through how we can have those positive impacts, not just to deal with the tactical issues of today, but also the more strategic issues in the future. This is not going to slow down. These kinds of changes to our culture are not going to go away overnight and, and certainly probably in many cases won't go away at all. And so for us, it's about maintaining the safety and security in the face of changes, in the face of an increased focus on cybersecurity, which we of course have to have, but also in a place where we need to continue to drive more aggressively inclusion across the the, the underserved members of our, of our of our citizenry. We do not want to be in a situation where there are digital banking haves and digital banking have nots. That that's the last thing we want. We really want to make sure that that's that, that hits all Americans equally. Are there specific innovations you are seeing out there, whether in the, in the private sector or in other parts of the public sector that you would say FDIC has got to start looking at that more seriously. As we go across this, I'll talk about themes. So, you know, I'll talk about resilience. I'll talk about inclusion. I'll talk about friction. You know, these are all things where we've got to move the needle on stuff. Whether we're talking about, you know, something very specific from an internal perspective that, that maybe comes up with something new and interesting we need at FDIC, or it's something that we encourage or incentivize in the market, you know, like what we're, what we're doing with our RPP program, you know, there, there are a couple of different ways we can do, we can approach that. The, the list of possibilities is, is incredibly long. It's, it's really figuring out what's most impactful, what we can execute on in a, in a reasonable and thoughtful amount of time, and what, and what positions us better for the future. The last thing I, I would want to do is do a bunch of tactical innovation work that doesn't solve these bigger strategic questions that will, that will continue to come over time. So you'll, you'll see a strategic view to this before you necessarily start seeing a lot of tactical stuff. Sultan Megji is the first chief innovation officer at the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, 
always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.